0: Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I am so amazing. How about you? I'm doing good.
1: What are you sewing
0: this week? It's been a
1: long weird week for me I've done some weird sewing that's sort of out of my norm so normally I sew on the weekends I cut during the week I sew on the weekends um I have not been cutting things out this week I have embraced zero waste the idea of making things that has has no leftover fabric and so um for example I was going to try and find it and now I won't be able to and I'm leaned up and I know that and you're going to live through it but this is the waist from the dress that I made today. This is the entirety wow. of my scrap material for it.
0: And so it Jenny is only scrap it's holding up about a two inch wide piece of fabric that's straight.
1: Yep. With, with the fabric, two inches of, of length. That's all there is here. And the only reason I have this scrap, you can see the surged edge mm-hmm. is because when I cut the fabric in half, I did not, in fact, cut it in half. <laughs> I cut it in half plus two inches on one side. So. I, see. so I had to trim this off in order to make the garment as intended. Um, next time I would not trim it off, I would, I would end up with a cowl neck at the front, just a little bit of a cowl. But um, so I've embraced zero waste. Chris Wood sews makes some really neat zero waste patterns and I've made a dozen of her envelope dresses. They are a 45 minute sew. And a three minute tear, because I do not cut those. I don't rotary cut them, I don't use scissors. I notch them and tear them on the grain. And that's, <laughs> that's how I create those pattern pieces, which is wonderful. This dress was a little more complicated mm-hmm. um, because there's more measuring and sewing you have to do, but it's just two big rectangles. And then a third rectangle if you'd like a belt and you do want a belt. Otherwise, this will be a very baggy, not so awesome dress. But with a belt, it's super cool. So I did that this week in the mornings. I, I tore dresses for zero waste dresses, tore fabric, and, and, and made dresses in 45 minutes or so apiece. It was super
0: awesome. I have a question about these dresses because uh-huh. I've seen them before and I thought, oh, that's great. There's no waste. But in a lot of respects... Um, it's not that it's using less fabric, it's just keeping the parts that you would normally cut off, correct?
1: Well, sort of. So for me, I wore a caftan today that was floor length um, with a sleeve that came down to sort of here in the way that it looked, that's a zero waste garment that was made out of um, 108 inches of fabric. So three yards. Okay. Right? But, when I make the non-calf-down version, her her envelope dress, that's made out of just a scotchy bit more than two yards of fabric for me for floor length. Oh wow! And there is no other dress I could do that out of that I am aware of. Doesn't mean I'm right, but as far as I can see, that is not a thing I can accomplish um, outside of this. So, for example, I was going to go find a picture of one. This um, this one here. Uh Is one of her dresses. And that one was two yards and two inches of fabric. Really? And no, no scrap at all. There's zero scrap on that one. Wow. And it's, it's lovely. I often wear them well around the house. I just wear them. I don't care about a waist. I don't care about anything else. When I'm wearing them um, to the office, I usually have a jacket or a cardigan over them. Sometimes pulled in at the waist, sometimes not. Um, But that's really because the office environment. I think the where I work, I feel more polished if I have a jacket or a cardigan over a dress. Um, but it's so it is a lot less fabric. I couldn't make an Upton in that that amount of yardage.
0: So f- um, for reference, how much would an Upton
1: for me? An Upton's three and a half to three and three quarters for my for my cap sleeved midi length gourd skirt Upton. Okay, so it's it's a good bit more but there's a lot of waste in it because that's like the cap sleeve even is it's so round. Right. And so you've got it most, you've got a rectangle worth of stuff that you're not able to use. You're cutting the skirt in specific shapes. So I end up with these wedges that are unusable, especially if it's a directional print. And I happen to have a very tiny daughter that I can give those scrap pieces to, and she can go off and make whole dresses out of them, but there's nothing else for my body that I can make out of those scrap pieces. So if they're not suitable for quilting, I'm in, I have limited options. I can give them to my daughter. I can donate them to craft guilds. I can slice them up and use them to stuffed animals that I don't want to make anyway, or I can bend them. And I, I do a lot of that. I throw away more waste fabric than I'd like to admit to like that two inch piece. I'm, I'm not giving that to my daughter. What's she going to do with that? So I'm, I'm tossing it. Cause it's a rayon. it's not suitable for quilting. It's, you know, not enough to worry about. Yeah. But,
0: I'm, I have, um, so <laughs> the first big bag of scraps that I had, I made it into a closet core poof. Have you seen that pattern? I have seen that pattern. And, um, and it takes an amazing amount of fabric scraps. Like I keep, I keep a little trash bin next to me with a plastic, like a tall kitchen plastic bag in it. And it took three of those tall kitchen plastic bags worth of scraps. Wow. Wow. And it's heavy so, as hell. I mean, it's really heavy and it is, and actually now I can add some more to it. I can see it over there. It's, it's getting a little <laughs> packed in. Um, but I'm also planning to make some, some pillows like that. So you can use scraps of course, to do the outside, or you can just use new fabric to do the outside. Cause it's a very small amount of fabric really. Um, if you want to have it match your living room, my, my, my style aesthetic is just a, crazy colors. So I just use scraps, but I want to do some pillows like that too. Um, although they'd be kind of, they're not going to be as soft as like, um, right. Pillows that would have a stuffing in them. Um, but they'd be good for sort of, you know, sit, sitting on pillows and, you know, lean on in the couch.
1: Yeah. And that's definitely a thing I've considered in the past, though. Not, not as much recently, I think, cause My house is established. So at that point I'm looking at gifts and I'm not, I'm not that generous. (laughs) Um, There's there's a lot of folks I wouldn't make a thing for, but that's a, that's a great idea. I have saved some scraps because I'm working on, I think it's Rebecca page has a unicorn pillow um, for children. It's just a cut out of the shape of a, a horse head with a horn on it. And I'm working on that pillow for my grandchildren. Now I've been working on that for a year in the sense that I've had the pattern and I bought the fabric and that's where I stopped. I need to actually get to the part where I cut it out and sew it together. But my thinking was that it'd make a really great um, gift for them one summer when we know they're going to be coming over a lot to give them a, a, a pillow they could snuggle with.
0: That's great. While they watch
1: television with us. And that's one where I would, I would most likely use scraps to stuff it because they don't need a soft pillow for that purpose. What they need is a pillow that they can use to position themselves appropriately on a chair or something else in our home. So it's a good idea. What have you been working on this week?
0: Well, um, today I just had a really long day with my seam ripper. Um, (laughs) I had, I, I made another pair so I made my second pair of the Sew House 7 free range slacks. Yeah. Um which I really like. This pair I made with only back pockets. Um so I had to just adjust the pattern a little bit cuz they're they're built the front pockets are built into it. They're not sort of add-on pockets, but that's easy right. to adjust. Um and I did that because I kind of wanted uh I don't know. I think it's kind of a mistake. I like having my hands in pockets. So anyways, <laughs> at least I can put my phone in the back. Um, but anyways, they're they're made out of a very soft twill that I got for cheap. Um, and I really like them. But the problem was I had this really um, inexpensive uh, elastic that I had gotten from uh, Amazon or something. And right. it was the knit elastic, which, you know, you can trim, which I thought, oh, this is great. I can trim it, but it, it folds over. And yeah. even when I'm trying to like, just get it positioned in there with this, it was fine with the linen pants. I was able to get it to, to go in there and then sew it down. So it wouldn't fold over, but in these twill pants, it, I couldn't keep it. I couldn't keep it right and it was making me nuts and so when i sewed it down it was oh, there was parts bunched up so i just took my seam ripper got all that out of there and i bought some decent really nice no, no roll uh, yeah. woven elastic and man does that make a difference yeah uh the whole pants fit better now so um i'm happy i finished that I did this week also. Um, Seamwork's uh, February pattern um, is uh, Marlowe. Uh, I guess if you're a Seamwork member, it's free, but I don't, maybe it's not even available to other people yet. Next month, it'll be available to others, but um, they have a nice size range. And this top comes up really big, actually. Um, I made um, I made the size for my measurements, and it looks it looks actually quite large on me. I find a, I find a little trouble. Like, I think just some pattern companies work better for certain bodies, and I'm not sure seamwork is the best for my body. Um, I I kind of have some trouble with it, but um, but I'll wear the top. I made it out of a, a nice light, pretty soft um, rayon that I got from Blackwood, Blackbird Fabrics, Blackbird yeah. Fabrics. Um, and uh, so I really like that. And then I made another version, a size smaller, in some. Do you call it ECAT or ICAT fabric? I, I call it ICAT, but I don't know. Okay. Um, that I got from this uh, company in India uh, for real cheap. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, I made two versions of that and some new running tights. That's awesome. I, uh, as you were kind of going through your seam ripper drama, I was thinking I, that's great. So other than the, um, no waste fabrics, are you busy with any other projects right now? I have been working on um, what I call Upton fabric roulette.
1: So it's the cashmere at Upton dress, which they recently expanded the sizing on and full disclosure. Um, they uh, had me travel to Boston to take photos that'll appear on the envelope in that packet when the uh, pattern is finally released um, in paper version, it's already been released as um, PDF version. And somebody on a cashmere at forum on Facebook said, man, it'd be really neat to see what one version of this looked like in a bunch of fabrics because the pattern itself has, I think five different sleeves you can do two different bust treatments, princess and darted um, three different front necks, two different back necks, two different skirt styles and three different skirt lengths. So when you get done, there's over 360 possible variants. Wow. But the question was, if you picked one variant, and you made it out of all the fabrics. How would each fabric look in it? So I've been I've been working my way through a variety of interesting fabrics. I've made a fun fur one. I've I've made one out of pleather, um, which I haven't photographed yet. But I have a black pleather dress with a red lining for the Upton. Um, I've made uh, well, I've made a poplin because you know that's that's super easy to do. I've made. Um, I've made a ponte version. I've made, um, well, I'm just about to make a micro corded version, one out of a micro corduroy. Um, I've got a linen here, a crocheted lace. I have a sequined fabric that I'll line. I've got, um, I'm I'm looking around the room, trying to spot all the other versions that I've done, but I'm, I'm trying to make it out of everything. Basically. I bought denim to do this with. I've made a canvas version. Um, I'm, uh, I'm going to, oh, I've got, I've got the most wild polyurethane you've ever seen. And I'm going to make it out of that. I am not sure whether this is sheer or not. So I may have to also make undergarments to go with it in <laughs> order to solve that problem. Um, we'll find, we'll find out when I get it done. But I, I just have all these plans for it. And I'm posting it on Instagram under um, Upton Fabric Roulette. Um, so that that's my hashtag so that that's I can awesome. collect all of the wacky versions that I'm doing of this. And it's just cause it sounded fun. I think a lot of them I would, <laughs> would never wear again, <laughs> but, but there's something to be said for the challenge of yeah. creating something out of all of these different, really, really different fibers. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that sounds great. Actually, that's a, a pretty good segue into what we're going to talk about today. So, <laughs> for those true. of you who <laughs> took the time and went to our show notes, you will have seen that the hint for today's show is from the Who. Who are you? So, Jenny, what's our what's our Uh, topic this month going to be our challenge this
1: month is to pick a pattern a fabric or a finishing technique that really tells us who you are and that can be who you are as a sewist or who you are as a person or who you want to be or any other way you want to define who you are and um, you could you could come out at a lot of different directions you could pick a pattern you've made the most of you could pick a style that's just on the nose for you a fabric that you love to wear or love to sew with you could pick something that's covered with your hobbies so for seamstresses that might just be sewing scissors or something else but it could be dogs or cats or horror movies or whatever it is that works for you and build a garment around that um, and share it with the community as you're doing it so we learn something more about you
0: and your uh, creative impulse i think this is going to be really fun I think that people um, who that 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 people can do some really interesting creative things out of it. It can be a very simple challenge where you just pick something like I like linen, so I'm making linen. Or you can do something really um, in depth. So before we get get going too much into it, the first thing I want to say is that when you make this, so use the hashtag uh, #PF. Who are you? and um, tag punk frockers in your makes. And we will be choosing at random um, people who have used that hashtag and you can enter more than once. You can, you can do as many as you like. And we'll, Jenny and I will choose a prize from somebody who we feel has really uh, made a, a, a project for this that really represents themselves. I have entered sewing from a maker's background. And one of the things about my making experience is that I, what I really like to get into are things that are very fiddly and obsessive and um, sort of meditative that way. Um, I made one quilt, which is actually just a small quilt. It's, it's just for like a wall hanging. And um, it is, um, I'll, I'll put a picture in the show notes Um, uh, from my Instagram account. And you can see that just about every bit of it is covered in stitches on, you can see on the backside as well. And I really enjoy doing that. And um, one thing that I've been working on is um, I make these sort of rudimentary stamps. Do you know what lino cut is? I do. Yeah. Okay, so it is um, with a linoleum block like this one here. You're seeing it backwards, and so you see it correctly. (laughs) It says uh, enjoy on it. And then here's an example, and I'll put a picture of this. And what it is is a um, picture of fabric that I've stamped with that lino cut block with black fabric ink, and then I've stitched – the hell out of it and the um if you can see oh yeah I can totally
1: see it that's how I quilt I do my hand quilting stitches very
0: close to each other yes and so this is actually the back of this is some old jeans of mine and all this fabric is hand dyed fabric from um some of it's dyed with black beans and stuff like that, which maybe isn't suitable for clothing, but, um, this is, you know, just, a, a tapestry or whatever, but I think that I love linen fabric and I think that, um, I'm going to design a stamp and I've been wanting to embroider some things, um, and haven't really took the t- taken the time to do it. And I think that would be a good way of introducing myself. How about you? Have you thought about this? I- I think that's awesome.
1: So I've thought about it a lot, but what I found is that I'm actually really confused <laughs> about how to represent myself in a garment because I, so I, I first off everything I make is going to be comfortable. So that's one of my core tenants. I really only like comfortable things, but sometimes I enjoy the challenge of making something that's perhaps less comfortable, but really um, out there. Really just people would stop and stare. They'd have no choice. That kind of a garment really appeals to me. But I don't know if that's really who I am because I actually, I don't like attention in that way. That's something I don't Mm. enjoy. So for me, it's like a little conflicting there. Um, But when I stop and think about what it is I might like, I... I don't know. It's really hard. So my very first thought, my literally, my first thought was, I'm going to make myself a gold dress because I'm a trophy, because I'm amazing. And I'm going to make something that just really represents how totally, totally cool I am. I don't really look good in gold. It's (laughs) it's one of those colors that with my complexion, you're sort of like, wow, that's really fighting the color. That may not be your best answer. But a silver trophy is like second place. So that's not an option, right? What about
0: like a... a (laughs) you know, metallic blue or something like that, or pink or whatever. I mean, blue would at least be first place ribbony.
1: um, But I bought Mm -hmm. that polyurethane that I mentioned a little bit ago. And that is, that is sort of like gold oil slick. So that kind of Mm -hmm. fabric that has the changing coloring in it, Mm -hmm. but it's basically a gold to peach base, which again, not the best color for me, but I'm thinking it could be fun. The other part about this, this is like the polyurethane you'd use if you wanted to cover your sofa so it would be safe. <laughs> it's not really a wearable fabric, right? It's, it, as it turns out, it's really less like fabric and more like seat cushion protection. I see, right? Which feels contradictory, but at the same time, I hear that and I think, yeah. That sounds like it's got some potential. I'm liking the idea of of this just difficult, not intended to be clothing fabric being made into what could end up being a transparent gold peach dress requiring special undergarments for me to even take a picture in my front yard. And that could at the same time make me look like a really washed out Oscar statue. So I am thinking it's possible that's where I'm headed. Okay. That would be my, my first guess. My second guess is there's a phrase that I love by Charles, I think his name is Liddell, but it's, a, um, it's an accountant from the 1800s. And he says, never call an accountant um, an asset, I'm sorry, a credit to their profession. A good accountant is a debit to their profession. Okay. And the punniness of that, the wordplay of it is amazing because, of course, debit balances are asset balances and accounting. And so it's a sneaky way of saying, first off, I'm hoity toitier than you, but also <laughs> that I am an asset to my profession. So that's like a hop down kitty cat, a super good thing to be. And like you, I like the idea of doing some embroidery on this. I feel like that's a good way to do a thing. And I'd wondered if I could pick, like I have a denim to make an Upton out of. Mm-hmm. And if I could take the bodice of that And put the quote on it in dark blue to match the denim. To be really similar to the denim. So it's tone on tone. And have it go across the front. Pardon me. The front of it. And then sew up the garment. And do something interesting with it. Like cover pennies in denim. Mm Because money and accounting, Mm -hmm. right? And use those as button accents along the base of it. Or do something else with money. Because money um, but I I don't know I'm I'm sort of torn so there's the the denim normal dress and then there's the possibly naked Oscar statue hmm somewhere that's in there I think choice is where I live so <laughs> and it'll turn out I do something completely different um, but those are those are pretty high on my list right now also I'd like to be a flamingo so that's another option ah I mean The sky's the limit, really. I, You know, that's the problem here. So I feel like I would do better if I could just be like, I think a little black dress would be the perfect representation of me because it would be so simple and easy to, (laughs) but as it is, I'm just like, I don't even know what could possibly represent all of
0: this. So are you going to do that um, in the Upton? Is it going to be part of your Upton challenge so it
1: depends so if i use the polyurethane i bought it originally for the but having received it i am a little less certain that it is the right thing for it but i made a dress a while back that was a big circle it was it was literally i just got a giant circle out of the thickest scuba fabric i could find and left a couple of slits for my arms to go out of and called it a dress. And so I could imagine something similar, but sort of instead of cutting a big circle, because Oscar, right? Mm -hmm. I could cut something that looked like the, um, the palm pomegranate bottle, right? That like cut out in that Mm -hmm. shape. So you get sort of a Venus de Willendorf Oscar version. So I have some pictures in my head, but I don't know if any of them will work because this fabric is not fabric. (laughs) Yeah. That's really the biggest problem with it. On the other hand, can you imagine it as a pleated skirt?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And I think anything, if you made something that had gathers or something, you just turned it into pleats, right? Yeah, you'd have to, for sure. But
1: the other option is to go, like, super fitted. Mm. You know what I mean? And just not plan on sitting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, sitting's overrated. So so I don't know. I'm I'm really all over the place. And I have, as you saw when I panned around to show my fabric i've got i've got sparkles galore available to me right now i've got um i mean i've got kitty cats i've got all kinds of stuff i could do i have rainbows i'm a really big fan of rainbows as a um as a buy person for me the the lgbtqia community is so important and repping that is a really big deal and when i was a young person that wasn't a thing. It was necessarily easy to do. So that's a lot of my identity and how I express myself in clothing now too. So it could go any kind of a way. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm trying to find the perfect pattern for this. Um, you know, I, I, I see this happening, you know, that, that definitely, yours are going to be the more interesting choices. Okay. (laughs) We know this, we know this. Okay. But there are (laughs) going to be some listeners out there like me that are a little bit more subdued. Um, I am, I'm looking for a perfect linen shirt for this. Um, and so I've made the style arc jewels woven tunic and I love it. Um, it has a nice shape to the front. Um, and, um, and that would be good because it has so it has um, gathered gathering in the front, but the gathering is on a curve. And so the good thing about that is I think that the embroidery like because the the embroidery I'm making is kind of like uh, flowers and stems. And so it'd be kind of cool yeah. to put it on a on a slope like that. Um, I've made several of the Helen's Closets Gilbert top, and I think that would be a nice um, palette for that. Um, and there's there's two other um, linen tops I think would be really good for this. One is from the fabric store. It's called the Agostina top. It's very simple. It's one of the first tops I made. It's a very, very simple um, boxy top top that it has grown on sleeves with just some cuffs added to it but the nice thing about that is that because it's so simple the embroidery and the block printing could kind of take over and i could maybe do you know a few other things and the, a similar thing is true with the um the ruffle top from uh, Pe- uh peppermint magazine yeah. Uh, that's a free pattern, and it is a very simple shape, um, but it's, 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 it's just pretty. It has this, um, it's kind of uh, boxy in the body, and then the sleeves come down, and then they have just a little ruffle on the end, and it just looks pretty, and so I think either one of those could be a nice palette for those. I really like
1: StyleArc's Jewel jewels. That's one that I've purchased, but not made. And I really love the ruffle top from peppermint. That's another one that I've, I've looked at before. It's not my style, but I've mm-hmm. wondered if there was a way I could, um, put an elastic casing in the waist and turn it into a dress or do something else that would make it, make it less about wearing pants with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you don't, <laughs> don't like to wear pants as, as much. You mostly like to wear dresses. I'm mostly a dress person, but I do
1: love those designs i think they're really neat the wakery top by um muna and broad also comes to mind as an option i'm not sure honestly how small their sizing goes (laughs) i only know how big it goes so i don't have any idea but the wakery um that i think they've added an expansion or maybe it comes with it naturally that does sleeves on that as well i've made that one as a as a jacket it's a little bit of a boxy shape but it's um, but I, I think it's really attractive and it's it's just
0: asking to be embellished. Yeah, I think that's the kind of style I'll be looking for. So do you make a lot of embellished things or would this be a
1: like for your body, not just walls or or beds? But
0: N- no, I haven't. Um, and I think it's because, um, you know, so far this last year, so less than a year, I've been really trying to learn the skills required to do good garment construction. And mm-hmm. so I've been moving on rapidly mm-hmm. and those are kind of, you know, finicky, longer details that take a little bit more time. And, um, and, and I'm kind of looking forward to putting a little, a little slowdown in it that's
1: that's nice i am so impatient that i really struggle with the idea of slowing down um i i like the level of output that i achieve generally i feel i don't know i feel like i haven't done enough if i can only accomplish a garment in a week um which i know is a really great pace for many people or even an extraordinarily fast pace for many sewists which is great so at the pace that works for you for me i i I don't know if it's the, the dopamine hit <laughs> from finishing it and then I'm like, honey, come on, we got eight to take pictures of today and we, <laughs> we go out and we get our photos or if it's the sense of accomplishment or if it's even just, oh, look, I don't have to put that fabric away again because I actually consumed it this time that does it for me. Um, for me, for inspiration, so I've got a couple other patterns I might consider. I love the Anna by By hand London Um, the Anna dress is sort of uh, a darted top, but it's, it's not actually darts to create the bust space for the larger bust it's box pleats, but it's not stitched up. So you have the pleat and then it poofs to cover your bust, which is a different look than a dart. And I, I really appreciated that. Look, the skirt is, I want to say it's a basic gourd skirt with a a large slit up one side, which also super fabulous. Um, but I like that one. And then there's the Vogue 1390, which is not at all in any way like either the Upton or the Anna. It's an architectural shaped dress. It's sort of an A-line with a large panel space at the front mm. um, that you could use for some sort of, um, some sort of fabric that you want to showcase, for example. And I've, I, the pattern instructs you to make it out of a variety of things. I've only made it so far out of canvases because I apparently like canvas as a thing to sew with but when I think about something like that that's got that big open space on the front that calls to mind for me embroidery or other embellishment or my other favorite trick getting an artist to illustrate a picture of my family and then printing that on fabric at a large Mm -hmm. scale and then having that be the thing that's there because my family does define me so that's another another thing I've considered I think I'm edging away from that because I find that harder to wear in my regular life now I know what you're thinking is a sheer gold Oscar dress really a thing you're wearing in your regular day-to-day life and the answer is well I mean probably not I'll, I'll give you that one but there's a there's a big distance between showcase dress that makes you feel like you're on a runway And dress where you're like, this is really intimate and neat for me, but what am I really going to do with it? (laughs) At least with the runway dress, I've got the next time I'm on vacation where no one knows me anyway, I can slide on those gold lame under things and just make an evening of it while my husband walks 10 paces behind me holding my purse and alternately pretending like he doesn't know who I am and shooing people away. So um, (laughs) so it's a completely different vibe is all I'm saying. yeah Um, yes it is (laughs) but it's fun where do you get your inspiration from are there outside sources that you look at that aren't sewing pattern companies um that are places where you think oh well Ann Taylor speaks to me or Torrid speaks to me or um Christian Serrano or things like that. oh yeah as far as
0: that you know I will say I do like the style of okay yeah, so I follow um, Madewell on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. and I get a lot of good ideas from them as far as just styles. The interesting thing is, a lot of what they what they have on there is represented in the sewing community. You can find those patterns quite easily. Um, I agree. Yeah, I enjoy that.
1: What's weird to me is I love their stuff too, and I feel like there probably aren't a lot of ready to wear companies. Where we both, where we both think their style is really amazing.
0: Yeah, probably. Just truthfully,
1: yeah. it's it's a neat it's a neat overlap. Yeah, I like it. So for me, mine are all a little bit off. Obviously, the places I like. Like, first off, love Christian Serrano. That's why I throw him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that he does that's covered in tulle, I'm like, oh my god! I wish I had the patience for that. I do not, so I'll never have anything like that. But but I love their stuff. There are two Etsy dealers that I like very much. One's called Cherry Blossom's Dress, and we can put that in the show notes, and the other's called um, U-Tin NYC, and they both do out there either architectural designs or designs out of out there fabrics, so um, U-Tin NYC does uh, dresses that have a lot of foil fringe on them, or jackets that look like you like a somebody's rainbow party exploded on you, and that's what you're now wearing. Um, Cherry blossom does a lot of the weird shapes, like they'll do a circle dress or a triangle dress, or um, or a dress where the neckline's up to just under your chin, where you're like, how are you even happy breathing? But then the back is a deep V, where you're like. That's your ass, isn't it? And so, <laughs> so they've got a lot of weird stuff going on there. There's a company called Fashion Brand Company, and they do some really, one of their more popular items is called Sex House Sweater. And it is a sweater with a window cut out at your boobs. And that's it. It's sex house sweater, and it'll say sex house <laughs> underneath it, but it's a window pane cut out, so you're getting a lot of cleavage in that space. They also do things like they have bike shorts. But they've they've sewn them so that they've got an appliqué of a thong over them. So, oh, that's but it's in the same fabric as the shorts, so it's subtle. I mean, it's really obvious, but it's subtle obvious. Or they did a, a dress out of red gingham that they sewed ants all over, like embroidered ants oh, that's on. Cute. That's I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, it was um, it was done in the style of a 1980s prom gown, but cut to mid thigh length. So the poofy <laughs> sleeves, the little princess point at the bottom of the. I mean, it's just crazy pants stuff. And then Jibri Online is another one that I really like. That's a black designer out of Atlanta, Georgia, whose stuff I have lusted after for so long. And every time they have an open house where you can come in and try things on because they're mostly online only. Every single stinking time I have been sick. It oh. kills me because we make a plan, we've got the car loaded, we're totally going, and then I throw up in the yard and we can't go. And it's very terrible. But one day I'm going to make it to one of those shows and I'm gonna buy the crap out of stuff I could make for myself. But oh my gosh, such an amazing designer. I would really prefer to support them. But those are sort of where my my inspirations come from as kind of bold, yeah. <laughs> bold design, I guess I'd say.
0: Yeah. I um I'm also I- I'm inspired also by just um, general fiber artists online. I think because for so long I didn't sew and I did um, I did make embroidered pieces for the wall. I mm-hmm. made sweaters. I made all sorts of things. Um, so I follow a lot of people who do other sorts of art as well. And um, that inspires me in my work. I think that one of the reasons that I like sort of the, the simple kind of like a linen top and a linen pants is number one, it's comfortable and, Mm -hmm. um, that suits me. Um, but it also has this kind of like, I don't know, quiet vibe that I really like. Okay. So I was, uh, I was looking through
1: some photos recently. Um, my, at the time we're recording this, my dad died 10 years ago yesterday. And that's, that's just been really with me this year in a huge way. But as I was looking through photos to try and moralize him and to talk about my grief and the way that it still impacts my life, one of the things that I realized is just before he was diagnosed, I had about a four-year period where all I did was wear linen, boxy clothing. Hmm. So like the Torrens box top, only it was designed by someone else and made by someone else. I wasn't sewing at that time. I had taken a break because of size inclusivity issues and things like that. But I wore nothing but linen pants, linen shirts, linen sweaters, linen this, linen that, and all in kind of boxy muted colors that coordinated well with each other. <laughs> And I, I wore these with my Birkenstocks and, and my dance goes and things like that, Merrills that, yep, absolutely. That worked really well with that. And that was my style for a good four or five years at that point in my life, the comfort of it. I was uh, I was working from home and homeschooling my kids and it was it was the perfect thing. If you had 50 pieces and I wore all pants then too, if you had 50 pieces of pants and tops in linens, probably and they were all solids they probably all went together there was never going to be an issue so
0: we did want to also mention that if you um are participating in other sewing challenges there's so many great sewing challenges going on you can use our sewing challenge double up double dip double dip yeah definitely double dip the chip it's totally okay there's a fun one going on from um a From some YouTubers for the month of March. So this you'll be able to participate in this. This will be released at the beginning of March. Um, and maybe you'd want to combine this with yours if you're planning to make a dress for your, um, who are you challenge and what they are doing is they're having a challenge. This is done through Frugalissima and and uh, the Yorkshire. So girl. Um, and I'll link that challenge down below. And it is to do use a free dress pattern and you must use fabric from your stash. So um, I think that'd be easier for you than for a lot of other people. My stash party. parts
1: super easy on the stash free patterns that go up to a 61 inch hip a little less common
0: that's good. (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's the point at which i just have to kind of
1: cut part of my body off although peppermint makes several dresses that are are free that that would work for my body
0: yeah So we, I will list some, uh, inclusive, uh, dress patterns, uh, free dress patterns below since I mentioned that challenge. Absolutely. Just tag us so that we
1: can definitely enter you for a drawing to win an awesome prize that we have not quite nailed down yet, but trust us, it's going to be cool. It's going to be really good.
0: Absolutely. Do you have anything else to say, Jenny?
1: So I got a package in the mail today and I just wanted to share a little bit about it. And I know um, I'll be posting it on my Instagram. So if you go back and check my Instagram for sometime, say mid-February, you probably find a post about it. Um, I am a subscriber to a number of Patreons. Uh, two of them are sewing Patreons. I am a subscriber for Gertie, even though Gertie really angers me with her lack of size inclusivity. Um, I subscribe to that one because my daughter is an absolutely huge fan and I have more money than she does. Um, The other one I subscribe to though is Muna and broad, which is a company that I love to death because if you don't fit in their patterns, they will draft the pattern to fit you. So they will take care of that problem. If I think they go up to a 71 inch hip, um, I know they go at least that high. And if you exceed their measurements, they will draft for you. They won't draft down if you you fall below their patterns on the small Mm -hmm. side Just go find one of the other thousands of possible companies that would have something for you. Um, But they do draft up, which I love. And today they sent out um, a a thank you package that I wasn't even expecting that came with a nice little card thanking me for being a supporter that says, Dear Jenny, thank you so much for all of your support from the very beginning. I loved your pictures for cashmere, but I adore your everyday ones, which is so sweet. And my ego just flutters so much for that. Um, but included in it were two different little packages. One was this glassine envelope that was filled with um, a variety of labels, including little Muna um, and Brada, oh. Broad made by me labels. But in addition to those, because there were some of just the standard labels, they included just some little patchy things you could put on garments, which I think are so cool. That would never occur to me as a way to use some of those scraps we talked about earlier. That is right these idea. are these are double sided so they're the other side it's just that it's a fabric that's woven that way right so that uh-huh. the two sides look different um but but they've taken them and they've cut them up in a variety of little ways and it's that's a really neat idea and i could imagine using those so for me frequently the only reason i'm putting a tag in is because what i've made it's easier to tell back from front if i slap a tag in there so i'm slapping right. a tag on but the other thing it came with is this wonderful, I'm gonna guess linen, little pouch, mm-hmm. right? That could be used for tissues or something, yeah. but that they sewed their own label on. And I'm sure this has to have been made by hand by one of the women involved in the, in the project. Um, and it included a set of size three sewing pins oh. in this cute little package. And then I even have to show you the pins because because these pins and I I don't even know cuz they're so thin these are uh-oh
0: <laughs> that's going to be a surprise for later because they are so fine oh how nice
1: you know what i mean and those lovely little gold tops on top of them they're just they are just i don't think i really dropped one i think i just thought i did <laughs> i'll find out tomorrow You'll find out. Um, but, but anyway, this is just such a cute little a tiny gift. Um, and I, I really appreciate it. I think that's a neat thing. I've gotten in the past. I've, I received um, some patches previously, and of course, they they provide patterns or pattern ideas or updates, sometimes expansions there first or free. If you subscribe at a particular level, you get regular discounts on future products, things like that. But the beautiful part about a Patreon is that ability to support um, especially new and growing pattern companies that may not have, through numbers, enough to be able to be full-time into their work. Mm-hmm. But if you have enough Patreon subscribers at the one, five, ten, twenty dollar level, you can build a monthly income that allows you to put your efforts and your energies into supporting additional pattern creation. And Muna and Broad is one of those where the style of their patterns, I think, is probably more closely matched to things you would typically mm-hmm. make. They're often meant for linens. They're often sort of simple structural shapes. But but for me, I I subscribe or whatever they call it for Patreon. I do that. I'm a patron mm-hmm. because um, because their size, size inclusivity commitment is so strong yeah. that even if the patterns aren't always ones I would ever make, I definitely want, want them made. to have my money because I want them to succeed in making more of them in bigger sizes. I love that. So I wanted to share that. I'll take some pictures and post them on my Instagram because it's
0: so wonderful that's lovely um, you just reminded me actually I had um, I had talked with uh, on Instagram with um, Jess fat Bobbin girl um, yeah from Moon broad and um, I wanted to bring her up as a really great example for this who are you challenge because lately especially her Instagram although it always is but lately especially it's been about Um, her being herself, despite the rules, um, particularly Mm -hmm. rules for fat people and how they're supposed to dress. And so, um, you know, she's talked a lot about this and how fat people are supposed to, and, you know, you hear this a lot just in general, that this pattern is flattering when flattering always means makes you look skinnier. And um, so what she says is, I don't want to wear flattering things. I want to wear this. And um, I think, I've I've really
1: enjoyed getting to know them through Instagram and through their Patreon for sure to understand better um sort of how they make the choices that they do and how they how they use some of the choices they make to speak out or speak up. Um and of course uh there are many other people you can follow on Instagram for for similar things but boy they're they're so inspirational and as as recently I think they only just passed their one year anniversary on establishing the pattern company and have already released so much and have been able to turn it into um, a a full time gig, which is amazing and goes to show you, at least in part, how much demand there really is for patterns that are size inclusive up through at least a 70 inch chip and and preferably higher. Um, So that's that's a pretty amazing story there, too. I uh,
0: (laughs) I think we've said all we need to say on this subject for now, (laughs) Um, but um, I think we should tell everybody to have a good week, and we will see you next next Tuesday. The Punk Frockers podcast is created, performed, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. Our artwork and music is designed, written, and performed by Jim Duran. Have a great week and we will see you next next Tuesday. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, everybody have a great week and we will see you next next Tuesday.